I want you to turn your attention to the screen. I want to talk about your faith and why it matters to God. Your faith matters to God. Your faith matters to God. It's important for you to know that. And I'm going to explain to you from the book of Hebrews chapter 11, starting in verse 1, about your faith and why it's important to God. Hebrews 11.1 says this, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for. In other words, faith, there's substance of faith. There's a substance to it. It is the evidence of things not seen. So there's evidence that begins to take place about God. There's substance and there's evidence about who God is when you begin to live by faith. And the more you live by faith, the more evidence you begin to see and the more substance and the uh, uh, intervention and the things of God begin to manifest in your life. For, for, it by, for, for by it, I should say, the elders obtained a good testimony. By faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God, so that the things which are seen were not made of things which are visible. By faith, Abel, remember Abel? He was, the, he was one of the first family in the earth. By faith, Abel offered to God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, through which he obtained witness that he was righteous, God testifying of his gifts. And through it, he being dead still speaks. By faith, Enoch was taken away so that he did not see death. In other words, he was just caught up. He never saw death and was not found because God had taken him. For before he was taken, he had this testimony that he pleased God. Say that with me. He pleased God. Say it again. He pleased God. Now notice this. This is a very powerful verse I want you to get. But without faith, without faith, think about that. Without faith, it is impossible to please him. It is impossible to please God without faith. It's a very important statement in the Bible. One of the most important statements in the Bible. For he who comes to God must believe that he is that is God, that he exists, must believe that he is and that he, listen to this, that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Come on, let's pray. Father, thank you for your word. Thank you for the joy of knowing it. Thank you for what it creates in us, faith in you, belief in you, trust in you. I thank you, Holy Spirit, that our eyes are open, our hearts are seeing, Lord, and our ears are receiving, God, things from heaven that you are imparting. And Lord, we don't want to be contrary in any way toward those things that you're imparting, especially faith. By it, Lord, we're able to move mountains. By it, Lord, we're able to see great and precious promises come to pass. For this, we give you thanks in Jesus' mighty name. And everyone said, amen and amen. This is a very important moment 
in your life. This is a very important moment. Some of you understand faith. Many of us are still learning to walk by faith and to grow our faith in God, in his promises, and what he does in his character and who he is. Without faith, this is an incredible biblical truth. Without faith, it says, it is impossible to please God. And so I have the responsibility. It is upon me now to say, okay, Lord, teach me what that is. Show me what it is. And help me to see what you are doing as far as building my faith. It's vital in your spiritual growth and maturity in Christ. It's vital for victory in the things that you face on a daily basis. It's vital in giving you power to prevail in every circumstance of life. Let me know there is a real devil, it is a real world, and you're carrying around real flesh on your bones. And so those three things are in opposition to faith, faith in God, faith in his promises. And I'm going to teach you what faith is here in a moment. Romans 12 verse 3 says, God has dealt to each one a measure of faith. So none of us are without faith. It's just whether or not we use it, whether or not we activate it, whether or not we start living by it. And it is, it is a challenge, I have to admit. It is a challenge because we are conditioned to live by sight, by our senses, by our intelligence, by so many other things, and those things are good. My senses are good. Somebody say amen. Uh, my sight is good. Uh, you know, my education and, and all those things are good. And yes, we can, we can enjoy those things and, and continue to build a life that is, that is uh, precious to others and precious to God. But the main ingredient in your life, the main foundational piece of your life, and I've been talking about foundations in our life, faith is Faith is the foundational piece that you cannot do without. Why? Because it pleases God. The Bible tells us, and I preached a sermon not too long ago, faith is the victory. Faith is the victory in every circumstance. It is the victory in every situation. It creates the victory. And if you learn to live by faith, you will see victory unto victory. See, your faith and the development of it, listen, matter to your heavenly Father. They matter to God. Your faith matters to God. You say, Pastor Randy, yes, it does. And so let me ask you a question. Why? I mean, he's God. Why does it matter? Why does my faith matter to God? Why does your faith matter to God? And why should it matter to you? Why should living by faith in your everyday life, matter to you. And so often, because we live in such a wonderful society, it's very easy not to live by faith. 
Because we have everything at our fingertips. I was talking to my son last night. He goes, man, we're just all so soft. We're soft, Dad. We're just, America's so easy. It's so easy. Yes, it is. It's easy to live in America. But that's not the point. I I thank God for that. Somebody say, easy is not bad. It's not bad. But when it comes to God, if it distracts me, from challenging myself in this area of faith, then I have to really look at it. So let's break down your faith pleases God. Number one, your faith pleases God. So the word faith means confidence and trust in God. So you can gauge that in your heart right now. You can gauge your confidence in God and his promises, what he says. You can sense and you can assess your own heart and about your conviction, your conviction about who God is in your life. I know you can read the Bible and you can, oh, well, he's the God of Moses, he's the God of Abraham, he, he's the Father, you know, all of that. But who is he to you? Jesus looked at his disciples and he said, who do people say that I am? And they said, well, you know, they say this about you. And the people listen. You listen to other people's opinion and you have to be very careful when it comes to your faith. But Jesus looked at them and said, but who do you say that I am? Who do you say that I am? In other words, your faith matters to God and your development, your personal development of faith in your life, your faith. It has to be a treasure in your life. So it is the confidence. It is belief in God and his ability and his timing. Somebody say his timing. Sometimes we get a little frustrated about God's timing, but God's never late. Somebody say amen. So you also have to have patience in your waiting and confidence that God is working all things out for your good. Somebody say amen. His character, faith in his character and in his word, his promises are exceeding great and precious. And so faith in every area of your life, think about faith in every area of your life, even those, those areas of frustration maybe limitation, maybe dead ends, whatever you feel, whatever you're sensing. I mean, know that God wants you to activate faith in every situation. In every situation of your life, God wants you activating your faith. I'm going to explain. So the word please, we're just going to break down faith pleases God. Your faith pleases God. The word please means to satisfy, to gratify God. I mean, no, you can satisfy, you can satisfy God. You can, he, he can, he looks at you and he is, he is pleased when you operate in faith. He delights in your belief and your confidence in him. You may think, well, does he? Yes. Can I say yes? He does. You have to understand this. Your heavenly father, if he knows every hair on your head, which there's not many on mine, but there's a whole lot on some of you. He doesn't have to take too long to count mine. But if he knows those things, he is so much aware of what he is doing in your life. He loves you, and he wants you to know that your, the thing that pleases him most is not how many hairs are on your head, which I wish I had Matthew's hair back here. Matt, you have great hair. Praise God. You've got great But... It's my faith. It's our faith that pleases God. Somebody say amen. It thrills God when we operate by faith. 
I scared Matt. God bless you. The word God means the sovereign deity of the universe, the divine creator of the universe, of you, of everything in it. All-powerful Savior, source of all morality and authority. Listen, moral authority. This is, God is involved. It doesn't matter how big God seems to you. Sometimes we think God is so big to us that he is not intimately aware of everything that we're going through. Very, God is in the details. People say, well, devil is in the details. No, God is in the details. The devil's going to get kicked out of the details. Somebody say amen. Hallelujah. And so listen, it's important for you to understand the enemy can, if he can get you to live in fear, which is the opposite of faith, if he can get you to live in doubt or anxiety or, or rebellion, and that's easy for us, sin and, or selfish, fleshly ways, anything other than faith, if he could get you living your life in, in any other way other than faith, he can, he can literally render your faith ineffective. He can destroy people's faith because once they start living in that realm where they're, where they're not operating in faith, then they begin to depend upon themselves, upon others, upon other things, and they, then disappointment sets in, and then frustration, and then people get angry at God. They want to start blaming God, and they've never learned to live by faith. God wants you to know that he is involved in your faith. Romans 4, did you know that Romans 14, 23 says this? This is pretty serious. You got to hear this. Romans 14, 23, it says, What's, whatever is not of faith is sin. I just, I, I mean, I'm like, oh, whoa, Lord. But what sin means is missing the mark. Missing the mark, missing the standard of God. Now, sins of the flesh, you know, lust of the flesh, lust of the eyes, pride of life. I've gone over that many times, numerous times. So you know that that's what's in the world. That's a part of the fleshly ways that you have to, you have to deny. And so then you begin to live by faith. But sometimes I can miss the mark and that can be, that can be sin. And thank goodness, thank Jesus that, you know, when we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And so if my faith pleases God, and I want to learn that, I want to grow in that, there's some questions that will help you assess. Here's some questions that will help you assess where your faith is right now. And you have to start somewhere. You don't have to compare your faith to mine, or I don't want to compare my my faith to yours. That's, That's not good. The Bible says, if I have faith the size of a grain of a mustard seed, I can speak to a mountain and command it to go. I mean, how many, like, I think, again, I, I, I pray for Jen Gross all the time because I know what she's facing in the mountain of government at our state level. And it's, a, you know, there are mountains there. And, you know, she's got to speak to those things by faith because it seems like nothing else is happening. You can't, sometimes you cannot depend on anybody, and so you have to speak by faith. So these are the questions. What do you believe about your faith in particular? Think about it. What do you believe about your faith? Say, I, I don't know what I believe. I've never been asked that question. Do you feel your faith is weak, or do you feel like it is strong or sometimes weak and sometimes strong? It vacillates. Some days it's not so bad. Some days it's really good. 
How many understand God wants you to have a level of faith that is consistent? So that's what he's going to build in you. Everybody look at your neighbor and say, that's what he's going to build in you. A consistent faith. A consistent faith, which we call faithfulness. Faithfulness. See, let me ask you another question. Are you intentionally and daily living by faith? Now, I can live by faith and have every convenience in the world. How many understand that? I can live by faith in my life and still have every convenience and every blessing in the world. Somebody say amen to that. See, sometimes we get, we get distracted and we start leaning upon the blessing and enjoying the blessing and forget about faith. I can enjoy the blessing and live by faith. I can walk and chew gum at the same time. Somebody say amen. Hallelujah. You can do two things at one time. And so are you intentionally and daily living by faith, building your faith as the center and core value of your being? This is how I'm going to live every day. When bad news comes, when something hits me, when something isn't favorable or some ache or pain in my body or something happens to me that I know is from the devil, I'm going to stand in faith. It doesn't matter what it is. It can be anything. And I'm going to tell you, there's every day, it's always something. Have you noticed? It's always something the devil's trying to aggravate you with. And so the next thing you know, you're going to, you're starting to get frustrated. And, you know, and we start, we start pouting to God. God, that is not faith. Pouting is not faith. So I have to, I have to get out of my childish ways. And you don't let other people see you pout because they'd call you out. But let the Holy Spirit build you up. You know, sometimes regret. Sometimes, I just wish I would have made that decision better. I just, no, listen, get that, get that stuff out of your life and start living now by faith because you're going to have other decisions in your life that you need to walk by faith in. It's so important that you understand this is how you live. This is your lifestyle. Somebody say amen. Woo! Without faith, it is impossible to please God. Let me read it again. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. What? What? So I got to learn this thing. I got to get A pluses on every test, and you can't. You know, I had, I, there, was, there were uh, students, you know, that I went to school with. They got A's on everything. I'm like, how does that even happen? Well, it's called applying yourself. How? Apply. Apply yourself to faith. Somebody say amen. Apply yourself to faith. It's impossible. For he who comes to God, let me, I'm going to break this down. He who comes to God must believe that he is And that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. you got to apply yourself. So let's look at that. Let's, Let's talk about developing your faith. Develop your faith. To develop your faith, you must, listen, you must endeavor. Now, this is bedrock. This is bottom line right here. Notice what it says. You must endeavor to resist the lie that there is no God. Say, I I believe that there's God. Oh, but the devil will come to you and you'll say, I just, you know, I know when I first got saved, it was like, if God was real, you know, how many understand the devil will accuse God and accuse God before you 
all the time. The sooner you get rid of the accuser of the brethren, the better. Somebody say amen. You have to endeavor to resist the lie that there is no God or, listen, that if there is a God, he doesn't care for me. You have to resist that lie. You have to resist that lie. You have to apply yourself. Now, that is a lie from the devil. Devil, I just look around for him every now and then. Just go looking for him. Amen. He's a bully, and you cast him out. Cast him out of your thought life. Cast him out of your life permanently. Anything that accuses my good heavenly father, I know it's a lie from the pit of hell. He doesn't try to do that anymore. He can't get me to doubt. See, that's, that's how you can build your faith. You can build your faith to such a degree that you never doubt the existence of God or that he cares for you. That's two different things that you really have to apply. And you can tell, you know when the thoughts come. Well, why about the why, God, aren't you answering? Listen, sometimes it's okay to ask why if you want to be taught something. But if you're asking why because of, you know, I just, I'm just mad at God, then it's going to be a, it might be a chastisement moment for you. <laughs> I mean, no, God chastens the ones that he loves. He does. Now, let me explain. It says, he that be- believe that he is. Be- Everybody look at your neighbor and say, believe that he is. Believe that he is. Just believe that he is. Believe that he is who he says he is. If the devil, the world, your flesh can feed your doubt, He can steal your faith, this precious gift that God gave to you, each of you. He's given a measure of faith to know him, this beautiful thing to know him and please him. There are people here today that the devil has lied to because of disappointment. Some people that are watching, the devil has lied to you. And he's lying to you from time to time. He comes. Every now and then, you know, your faith buoys up and it's up here and then boom. It's, it, how many understand God wants a consistent faith? And so you have, to, you have to know that God cares and that he exists. But listen, there are people here that the devil will come to you from time to time and say, God, God is, doesn't care or that, you know, the, the, the strength of this world is too great, the temptations, and you just fail. You have to resist the devil, the Bible says, and he will flee from you. You have to resist the lie every time something happens and, you know, difficult in your life, something strenuous, something difficult, some trial, and start believing the truth about God, that he is. He is. And he exists. He loves you and he cares for you. And he desires you to live in such a way that pleases him. Now, developing your faith takes on a second step. And that is endeavoring to consistently draw near to God. And we talked about drawing near to God. So you have to believe that he is, that he cares. And then it says, he who comes to God. You have to believe that he is. And he who comes to God, he, he who comes to God must believe that he is. How many know you can approach God? You can be heard by God. God is there for you. He is a faithful heavenly father. You should call upon him. You should ask him. See, do not let the world or your emotions distract you. James 4, 8 says, draw near to God and he will draw near to you. Why? 
Is your faith important to God? And why should it matter to you? Because you can draw near and you can have answers and you can see God moving in your life. He wants to do things for you personally. Talking to him, praying with him and to him and allowing him. See, when you allow God in this way, when you become vulnerable with him as a best friend, as your king, as your God, but your best friend, and you don't allow situations anymore, you don't allow things to harden your heart against him. Listen to me. This is where it really happens right here. When, if the devil can harden your heart toward your heavenly father with disappointments or whatever it is, he can steal your faith. So keep coming. Keep coming to the Father in the name of Jesus. And finally, let me give you this point and we'll close. Stand in the truth to build your faith, to develop your faith. Why does your faith matter? Why should it matter to you? This is how you develop your faith. Stand in the truth that God will reward you. Somebody say amen. This is where it really gets good. So it's easy now. It's easy just to believe that he is. Hallelujah. All I have to do is look at creation. My goodness, just look around you at the beauty of, of this world, the universe. Just take a look at some of the photos they take out of the Hubble periscope. It's amazing, this universe that God has created. And here sits this beautiful globe, this beautiful world that we exist in. I know that he wants me to come near, that he loves for me to come to him but he loves to reward me. Look at your neighbor. He loves to reward you. Say that to them. He loves to reward you. He loves to reward you. I know it's hard to believe, but he does. He wants to reward you. He wants to reward you. He is a rewarder of those. Listen, listen how easy this is. Who diligently seek him. Everybody say diligently. That's a, that's a simple word, and it's, a, it's an easy word. It's just, it's just be consistent about it. It's okay, Lord, this is happening today. What's going on today? Devil, I, you know, I rebuke you. Come on, somebody. This is how we live our life. This is what we do every day of our lives. This is how we live our lives. And it works. Hallelujah. It works. Woo. He rewards. He's not only your savior, your healer, your provider. I'm almost done. Come on up here, Tara. Come on up here, worship team. He's not only your healer, your provider, your protector. He is your rewarder. In other words, God is just looking for his children to look up to him and say, hey, what's going on here? Thank you, Lord, that you're working, that you're moving, that you're manifesting things. Thank you, Lord, but the devil is fighting me, and so I'm going to rebuke the devil. Bless that person back there. Oh, is that a little baby? Lord, we pray that little baby, that little cough go away in Jesus' name. Praise God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. He is not only your healer and your deliverer, but your rewarder. Since the dawn of time. Listen, I love this. Let me give you two examples and I'll close. Since the dawn of time, the Father has been a rewarder of those who diligently, lovingly, trustingly seek him. Let me give you this example. We read it in Hebrews 11, uh, there in verse 5 and 6. By faith, listen, by faith, Abel offered to God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain. 
through which he obtained witness that he was righteous, God testifying of his gift. Did you know God speaks about your faith? God speaks about your faith in him. Your faith testifies of God, but God testifies about your faith. Woo! Hallelujah. He did it with Abel. Abel was one of the first human beings that ever walked the face of this earth. He has always been this way. God testifies about you. I want the Father saying things about me that he's pleased with. That's how real our relationship with God is. That he testified of Abel of his gift. How many know the Lord testifies of the things that you do for him and why you do them and your motive and how precious they are to you? Did you are, are to him? How many know that God's working in you and building up your faith produces things that pleases him? Enoch. By faith, Enoch was taken. That is just like the rapture is going to happen. He was one of the first people that walked the face of the earth. I think he was like the fifth from Adam. Taken up, taken away so that he did not see death. Somebody say amen to that. This is what faith produces. Not death, not disease. Faith produces life. And he was not found because he was taken. God, God took him. For before, listen to this. Before he was taken, he had this testimony. There it is again. He had this testimony, God's testimony, his testimony, that he pleased God. I want those lights to come down. I want everyone to stand. Come on, stand with me right now. I want you to close your eyes. I want you to really engage your heart. Father, teach me how to live by faith and to please you. It pleases you. It pleases you. For years, my wife was praying for her healing in her back. She went to many people uh, and just no change, no change. And finally, about a year or so ago, the Lord, or a couple years ago, the Lord says, I'm going to teach you about faith. And I'm going to heal your back in that process of teaching you faith. Somebody say amen. And so the Lord began to teach her what it means to trust him and put her confidence in him and believe his promises and pull those promises in and declare by faith the things that she was believing God for. She didn't need to go to a faith healer, even though I thank God for them. Somebody say amen. It was Jesus that was teaching her about faith. How many times has he taught me about faith? And so, how is your faith? What is the testimony of God about your faith? Just start where you are. Say, Pastor Randy, it's not very good. The devil has really fought me on this thing. He has really fought me, and it just seems like I can't get off of square one. Well, I rebuke him in Jesus' name, and you are free now. You are free in Jesus' name. You have truth in your heart. You have truth in your spirit. You have a mind to work in this thing called faith. Faith without works is dead. You got to work it. It's like a muscle in your body. You got to work faith in your heart. Your faith matters to God. Does it matter to you? That's the question. Come on. 
I heard a big amen. Yes, it matters to you. This singular thing God has given you, faith, is the key to every victory, every triumph, every breakthrough, every test, every trial, every temptation in your life. And so let me ask you kind of an opposite question real quick. How is doubt going for you? How is, how is unbelief working for you? How is self-reliance and self-determination, even though we should be ambitious and all those things, but when they take the place of faith in God, all of those things are important. God wants me to be resilient. He wants me to be self-reliant. He doesn't want me leaning on anybody but Him. But how is that going? How is unbelief going for you? So. If I could get you to just like jump over here into faith, I would, and out of doubt. So your faith is the most potent gift God has given you because it is the key to moving mountains. Bow your heads with me. Make a promise, make a declaration right now to God. Come on, come on, talk to him. God, I'm gonna believe, I'm gonna believe. I'm putting my confidence, anything that tries to shake my confidence in you and in your promises, I'm rebuking, I'm resisting. It will not have root in me anymore. I'm going to praise you. I'm going to love you. I'm going to serve you, God. I'm going to live for you. I'm going to share as you open doors. Lord, I'm going to share. Come on, come on, come on. Make a promise. Make the promise. Make a promise right now. Make the promise to God. Make it a testimony. And He is going to smile at you. He is smiling at you right now. He is smiling at you. God, today, I recognize my faith needs help. The Bible says, and this is what the Lord says, faith comes by hearing the Word. Word of God. You have heard the Word of God, and faith is being built in you. In a moment, I'm going to ask you to come and pray at any of these prayer stations, and I want you to just agree that my faith is going to motivate me. It's going to, it's going to remain as my foundation, my centerpiece in my life. My faith is so important. I'm not going to let anything, anything, any circumstance, any situation, anybody's words, any voices to diminish my faith and my confidence in God. My faith in God matters to me now. It matters more than anything. And I'm going to stand here and I'm going to live for God the rest of my days. And I may face some tough times. I may face circumstances that nobody else I feel have faced. But God says there's no temptation taking you. But such is common to man. But God is faithful. How many know God is faithful? God is faithful. Who with every temptation, every trial will make a way of escape. I want you to make this declaration to your Heavenly Father right now. Heavenly Father. Thank you, thank you for your gift, for your gift of, faith of faith to me. To me, I will not neglect it. I will not neglect it. And I promise to develop it. And I promise to develop. It. I will resist the lie. I will resist the lie of doubt. Of doubt. Whenever it pops up. Whenever it pops in up. In my mind. In my mind. Thank you. Thank you for the revelation. For the revelation that my faith. That my faith pleases you. And that you reward me. And that you reward me. When I live by faith. When I live by faith. Thank you. Thank you. For the revelation. For the revelation. That you reward my faith. That you reward my in faith. Big in big and small ways. Every day. Every day. I choose. I choose. 
to live my life by faith and confidence in your word. I will not allow doubt, fear, deception, nor sins of my flesh to prevail. When I choose faith in you and in your word, I will overcome. I will prevail. I will live victoriously because you promised it. In the mighty name of Jesus, I pray. Come on, give him praise right now. Hallelujah.